Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. I, I don't think that's a very good attitude. It's Mike Shope. You don't think? You don't, you don't think? But I don't think you should be butting in when I'm talking to my team. You're my assistant, Okay. You're supposed to back me up and go get me juice boxes when I tell you. Now go get me a juice box. You know who you're talking to? It's the Bulldog. I'm talking to the juice box guy. You're crazy. I'm not crazy. I'm just thirsty. Why don't you go to hell? No, you go to hell. Why are you there? Why are you grabbing a juice box? I'm no juice box boy, I'll tell you that. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. I'm not. And the Bulldog on WGR Sports Radio 550. Yes, what's up? Nice day. Very is. Hi. One of these days where I'm I'm home, looking outside. Looks a soaker out there. You can barely see the river. It's tough out there. Yeah. It's probably going to be way worse for the game on Sunday. <laughs> forecast is so I've not spent the last favorable. I've spent the last two days mostly in bed. How much, as I hear myself in the echo, I'm have to get used to this. Uh, how much time have you spent on the weather this week? Uh, not a ton. Um, it's come up. Um, in fact, it, well, I, not that much, but enough that I got emails from people uh, telling me about how windy it was in different, you know, different Bills games where the offense thrived. Uh, the Steelers game here last year where the Bills blew them out, it was not, you know, sub-zero wind chills or anything it was like in the 50s but the wind was blowing in the 30s that day uh so i guess it came up enough that people wanted to let me know like hey that it doesn't paralyze the passing game uh necessarily maybe i'm overstating that part of it uh but i i thought i've been kind of waiting to see when we got more definitive word about snow and i don't know if it's exactly definitive at this point but it sure it sure sounds you know, it sounds a little snowier than it did a couple days ago. So I was wondering if we, you know, we wouldn't talk more about that as the the week wound to a close here. Well, yeah, and I think maybe we take it right to Sunday morning. I mean, that game that you'll remember against Indianapolis uh, in the snow, like one of the maybe the snowiest snow game the Bills have ever had. Certainly one of them. I remember that as Sunday morning. Yeah, maybe, maybe it'll snow, but mm-hmm. then by like eleven o'clock in the morning, we shouldn't go out there. Right? Like this, yeah, that's what I remember. One we, of those days. Yeah, we decided at some point in in the early, well, yeah, mid morning or so, like, ah, let's work from the studio today. <laughs> Just you know, that's not not worth well, slugging it out there. 
that's how it is, right? With with yeah. weather like this, you just kind of don't know what kind of direction the snow band will take. So it could miss the stadium, or it could just destroy it um, Sunday. Which I don't know. Like I think we've certainly, as a fan base, as a community, spent our time glorifying the Bills in the snow. Mm-hmm. But with the result of last year's loss. With the new stadium going up and not having a roof on it, uh, just more and more teams. Detroit is back in the playoffs, enjoying the you know indoor confines. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like maybe we want to romanticize so much about. I think we're rooting against it, right? Where we rooting? Are we not rooting against really bad weather? Yeah, I think so. I, I think so. Like, a, like a normal person would do. Actually. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I was talking to our our boss here before we started, because um, there's been again this is the sort of thing I'm I'm sort of waiting as the week goes on to see where it leads us. Um, I know by this time last week we had already some data, some intel that was telling us that you know over fifty percent of the tickets that were distributed and sold for the Miami game were to like Bills fans, whether that was zip codes or, or whatever it was. Like we had you know reason to believe the Bills fans were going to have half the stadium. You know, I keep seeing people are sending me screen grabs of their Ticketmaster pages, and there's lots of those pink dots in the stadium, and those are resale tickets. Those aren't just available at the box office. Those are, you know, for, you know, someone has those in their possession already, I might assume season ticket holders, and they're they're out there. Like, you can buy them if you want. And the hassle to me, like, I'm, you know, <laughs> look, I, I – I, I can get caught up as as caught up as anyone in romanticizing being out there. I mean, my you know one of my, my two favorite sporting event experiences at the stadium uh, are the Winter Classic in two thousand eight, and it was snowing. It wasn't a blizzard, but it was snowing, and a Bills game from two thousand two against the Dolphins that was a, a pretty hardy snow day, uh, and I loved it, but. To me, so it's not about sitting in the stadium in the snow. Like, I know how to dress. I think most people that live here that are, you know, in the elements and have to deal with it know how to handle it. It's more for me the getting there and getting out, you know. And I wouldn't blame somebody if they're they're freaked out by that. You know, it doesn't have to be a life and death situation or anything, but it still could be. Well, it could be that, you know, I mean, (laughs) we went through a blizzard last year that, you know, a lot of people died in, and do you want to put yourself in that position to go to a football game? Like, I'm not here to tell you, you you should go, you have to go, don't sell your tickets, Um, because I I get it. I mean, it's a, it can be a real hassle to get in and out of there on a September, you know, sunny afternoon let alone with, you know, who knows how much snow falling or have having fallen already. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like Sunday Sunday could be if Steelers fans are hardy enough to buy up tickets that are available and travel down here in significant enough numbers that, you, you know, the broadcast mentions it, say, or, you know, fans in the stands can just plainly see it. Like, wow, this is... This is like 70-30, and I wasn't expecting that, 70%, 30% Steelers fans. Um, you know, we, we might have a like, reigniting the whole thing. There's there's no one doing it. They're building the stadium they're building. Uh, there is more coverage uh, for the fans than there is in the current stadium, but still, I just feel like the whole conversation is going to just fire back up if you get a playoff game with 
tens of thousands of visiting fans in the in the building, which, you know, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but it's certainly possible. It looks to me possible with the number of tickets that appear to still be available on the open market. The conversation about a roof on the new place? Yeah. You mean? Yeah. Or or not even so much that it's just regretting it. You know what I mean? Because there's no, there's no changing it. There's no turning that around, I don't think, at this point. But you, you still might, you know, re-question whether or not that was a sound idea or not. Well, I'm thinking more about what happens on the field, actually. Just, you know, the the Bills, it was always probably a little bit overdone, just how much of a psychological advantage or even just a physical one they would have, uh, like back in the 90s, say, in the cold, in their own stadium. That, that can just come from what the other team is thinking about and how far away they are from sort of being acclimated or being up for that kind of a test but man it's a little bit scary it's a little bit scary to have watched the bills completely fall flat last year against the bengals on like their perfect you know weather day Mm -hmm. or at least in our minds and now it's the steelers who just yeah there should be no acclimation problem there for them i wouldn't think no and if they If this is a day where, whether it's like the Colts game or whether it's even like the Patriots game in the wind from a couple of years ago where your air game is neutralized, it's it's that bad. Like, it has to be bad for that to happen. Like you mentioned correctly, other games, or people also mentioned to you, other games Mm -hmm. where it might have seemed like it could be bad, but it wasn't. If it's that bad, you are kind of on a level playing field with a team like this. I think, and that wasn't the idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that wasn't what that wasn't what the two seed was all about. It wasn't what this whole campaign <laughs> mm-hmm. has has been about is to get home field and play an inferior opponent and look at this easy, relatively easy path. I don't know. Maybe it won't be a problem, but I just think it's it's got to be a little unsettling to have this forecast with this opponent, and right. now it's the playoffs. And and you know what else? And I'm not trying to scare anybody, but. Last week with the Dolphins, I was saying how, like, all the, the accolades Miami got all year, the division lead, 70 points in a game, Mike McDaniel, all of it, Tua, everything that just looked so impressive and amazing about the Dolphins, they go into that game last week, and they find out if it, if it met, meant anything. Because to lose it, you didn't win the division. None of that, it's all in the background now. And now you're going to play Kansas City in, by the way, negative 20 uh, wind chills. This is kind of like for the Bills. There's no excuse, right? I mean, they they got despite all the bad losses, they got there. They won the game Sunday night. They got the path that they was the most that they could have ever deserved mm-hmm. or asked for. And so, you know what? If you have big snow and wind, and you know you, you're gonna you're gonna play Mason Rudolph here. All right. So, in your own stadium, no matter how many Pittsburgh fans are there, no excuses, but not ideal. Maybe. Right. Yeah. And and look, that's why I said, like, we don't have to dwell on it, but that's why I think if it goes a certain way, um, you know, if they lose, um, or even if there's just tons of Steelers fans there, I think the hardiness of the Bills fans and all the tough talk about we don't need a roof, we love the elements and all that will be challenged again. But yeah, on the field, I, I've said all week, really, I think I probably even said this with you on Monday when you were here before you, you had the couple days off there. 
uh, the only thing left to do is to go win the whole thing. I mean, they've got as good a look at it as they've had in these four years, I, I think. Um, with this, you know, even though this opponent is is a different kind of challenge because of the potential weather, you know, it's still a team that you know we have not thought very highly of at all. It's the it, I think it's the worst team in the playoff field, and so you've got them in your place. I, yeah, I don't think you really have any room for any kind of excuses. And you'll be at home next week, and if that's Kansas City, there's your chance to finally get them here for one of these games, and they're down from what they've been anyway in the last couple of years when they've beaten you in the playoffs. So it, it, it's as good a look as it. They don't have to go to Kansas City. I mean, that's been where this has ended, you know, two out of the last – Four years. It's, it's that's where it's ended, and you don't have to do that this year. Yes, you may have to go to Baltimore, um, but there, there should be no losing at home here. Um, I think the Bills are in a they've earned a they've earned a great spot, and they need to show that they can take advantage of it now. For what it's worth, Andrew Filipponi is tweeting about a, a colleague of his who has reported that. Cleveland is sort of on watch or uh, preparing for the possibility that the game could be moved. What? If it's that bad. State of emergency. If a state of emergency is declared in western New York, Brown Stadium officials have been told to, quote, be ready. And so Jeremy jumped on that. Uh, Wow, I'm glad you saw that. I've not seen that. Maybe it's just that this is what would normally happen. You know, you have a backup plan just in case plan A gets, uh, you know, becomes unavailable for mm-hmm. some reason. Yeah. So, you know, it's out there at least. How about that? How about that? <laughs> Yikes. That was that. that I, uh, I, I'm glad Jeremy, to have the information, but that's not information that I'm glad to hear. Does that make sense? Like, if 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 people know that, I want to know it. But I'd rather it weren't. Uh, you know, the, things weren't as dire sounding as that because that that sounds kind of alarming to me. Well, they're not going to move the game out of the time slot, right? They would never do that. I think for the playoffs. I, I don't. So I, I don't know. You would have to have. I think. I think there would have to be sort of. What is it? It's already Thursday. Like maybe by. I don't know. I guess I guess I want to fi- I want to finish the thought. I don't ever have to go back to it. Hopefully, but like by sometime more than a day ahead, they would have to come to the conclusion, and it would have to be like so certain that it would be right mm-hmm. that this play. No, it's going to be impossible. So then they move the game. I mean, that's just incredible, though. Yeah. Like, yeah, because I, it, in the playoffs they would they're not going to move it up to Tuesday night or something. You know, it's it's it doesn't work like that in the playoffs. Right. Yeah. Man, that's a, that that's that's just an I I hadn't even thought about. I know, you know, we've been living through and last year it happened to the Bills, you know, obviously, uh having to move a home game to Detroit. At my, my that wire never tripped in my brain this week. Even today, seeing you know the forecast that potentially has the snow band like just mashing Orchard Park at, at like eleven thirty in the morning, my brain never even went like, I wonder if they have a fallback plan or a alternative site or anything like that. Um, yeah, they. I think you'd have to have a decision like that made by very early in the day Saturday, at the latest. 
if you wanted to logistically yeah, right? pull that off. Get the yeah. teams there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. wow. Okay, he's right. Okay. Wow. Jer- Jeremy filled in on power rankings. Yeah, yeah, he was uh, he was with me on uh, on Tuesday for that, right? Yeah, and, and your nephew. Where did Pitts? Where did Pittsburgh end up? Um, hang on, I gotta let let me get a look at the sheets here. Hang on. Oh no! Right, you're in there. You're the uh, one. You're the one to ask. I gotta look at these horrible this horrible sheet again. Uh. Yeah, you, you really you really tripped me up with the this this sheet of this lined sheet of paper. Uh, I know because you're not loose you leaf paper, and you didn't stay. And you didn't use this, the lines. Round of... you're, you're like ignoring the lines. You know how no. insane that makes me. Well, that's right. Uh, Pittsburgh was eighth. Yes, eighth. That's great for Pittsburgh. In the yeah, isn't I, it? yeah. As we were going through it, I. I Felt like you know they're in the playoffs. I I don't know. I just kind of want to put them twelfth <laughs> here again or wherever you know they've been lower. They were as low as or as high, excuse me, as eleven just two weeks ago. Uh, going back before that, they were fifteenth on the nineteenth of December. Sixteenth the week before. Who's that. the team in the top seven? Who's the team in the top seven that didn't make the playoffs? Indianapolis. Yeah, Indianapolis is one spot ahead. They're, and you said you said last week, you said last week you thought the Steelers were the easiest Bills opponent, potential yep. opponent. I said the Colts. Would you still say the same thing? I guess maybe by that ranking you are kind of yeah, saying that. I, yeah, you think the I still are better than the Steelers. I still would. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I I wouldn't be really scared of Gardner Minshew, but I I feel like you know that that that. That offense would worry me a little more than the Steeler offense. Have we gone too long into the conversation without mentioning that Bill Belichick is out as the coach of the Patriots? Yeah. So I'm thinking about that. <laughs> like it's a ma- massive story, not shocking, but still incredible and huge that this is at where we're at. Uh, but then, like, it's the playoffs in three days, and it's also this weather piece and. I don't know. I just wanted I wanted to start with the game and not and not the Patriots. I think you're is, you're fine. You know, like yeah. you and I have sat here for the whole the whole uh, Belichick experience with New England, and you know, despite how incredibly long it lasted, we we made it through. So I just wanted to <laughs> wanted to uh, celebrate that. I guess. Yeah, I I'm disappointed he's leaving. I mean, it's not surprising. It's it seemed pretty evident that it was going to happen. Um, at, you know, at some point here, midway or three quarters of the way through the season, uh, the way it was going, and there started to be some reporting on that. But I was texting with a friend of mine who's who's a, a, a Pats fan, and I said, like, I'm I'm mad he's leaving. Like, I'd like to watch him and them spin their wheels for a couple of more years. <laughs> I think that would be helpful um, because I I I I don't think that that was going to turn around with him. We'll see what he does somewhere else. It seems pretty evident he's going to go somewhere else, and we'll have opportunity to do that. But him staying there, I felt like sort of eliminated them from being a concern. So I'm bummed out he left actually. Yeah, that'll be very different next year. I wonder how adventurous they'll get with his replacement. Uh, you know, if it's 
Jared Mayo or even Mike Vrabel, maybe that's what they should do. But that's not very adventurous. You know, it's if it's if Mike Vrabel is the next coach of the Patriots, it's going to feel just like the Patriots. Mm-hmm. You know, like he was so much a part of their success, and like it's just going to be going to be sort of business as usual. Quarterback will be someone new, and. Um, Maybe they'll end up with a rookie, or maybe they'll end up with Russell Wilson. Uh, who knows? But just, uh, you know, it's going to be very different to see New England play with a different head coach next year. And certainly also, very different there's a report. Sorry, I was going to say very different to see him, you know, wearing, I don't know, what, Atlanta colors, Chargers colors, or some, some ripped-up hoodie with a Chargers logo on it. I don't, maybe that'll happen. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that, it was the same way with Brady, right? Like when Brady left New England, just the idea of him playing for a different team just would seem so strange. And why do it was always kind of my thing on that. Just why not enjoy the fruits of your success on pretty much, I mean, at least in terms of winning, uh, a legacy above all others, just just walk away. But easy to say, these guys love, love to compete. It's what they do. And probably Belichick is the next coach of the Falcons or, or uh, Chargers or some team, like you say. And um, we'll have to get used to that, I guess. I was going to mention here also, we've got Joe Ostrowski coming up to talk about Wild Card Weekend. We'll also have Chris Trapasso and Sal Capaccio today, all before the Sabres game tonight. They're saying in Baltimore that Mark Andrews might be back by their first game. Mm. So round two. Andrews was hurt week 11, fibula fracture, high ankle sprain. Is this an Aaron Rodgers thing or just, well, it's not Andrews doing the talking. It's like reporting around the uh, Ravens. So um, that's interesting that he might be back for them because that's uh, a great player and earlier than it seemed was going to happen when he got hurt, Andrews. Yeah, that's a potentially uh, that's an impact that's an impact player. I don't know that uh, he's a line mover necessarily, but he's the most reliable receiver they've got. I think, even though the receiving has has come along here this year, but uh, you know he's yeah he's he's Jackson's guy. So yeah, if I if I get to deal with them in a, in a few weeks, I'd much rather not have to deal with him. Uh, but maybe we will anyway. I think though this is also when you hear just sort of the utmost optimism guys like A.J. Brown the other day or Laporta with the Lions suffering. I mean, Laporta's on the field screaming with that knee injury. Today, he's talking about playing against uh, L.A. He's talking about playing Sunday night. So I think teams and players are kind of like that when it comes to the playoffs. Just if there's any chance at all, they will sound optimistic about it, sort of leave the door open for that. We'll certainly get into the Bills who have their own injury issues with Sal today and, and along the along the way. Joe Ostrowski coming up. We'll talk Wild Card Weekend with Joe. Thanks for being with us. The Sabres host Ottawa tonight. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog, talking a lot about Bill Steelers and an exciting weekend here today on WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.